0: Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy.
1: We've been talking a lot about this season that we're in is a real Kairos moment. God, God works in seasons. Uh, he usually is working in seasons. And sometimes seasons are, are, are meant for specific things. And there's certain graces on, on those seasons. And usually when he's doing something in a season, he, he's got like a specific thing he's trying to accomplish in that time. But he also is thinking ahead of the seasons that are coming ahead. And, and, he, and so in a season... He's got purposes for the right now that we need to grab a hold of. But he's also such a broad thinker that, that the now season is to prepare us for the next season. And so it's, it's like farming. You know, you got to, the, the farmer has to, has to plow, cultivate the ground. And then, you know, I don't know all the processes, but they plant the seeds in a certain time. Everything happens in his time to get ready for the next thing. So they plant the seeds. You know, they're going to irrigate it. Um, hopefully they're going to get proper rain and in the right season, right? Because it says in the Bible that um, the, there's the seasons of seed time and harvest. And so there's the seed time, there's the, there's the watering time, there's the time for it to grow and mature and a lot of things, I'm thinking corn right now needs time to get fully grown and then dry out before they start sending the combines out there to harvest the, the, the crop and then they they take that in. and then there's the season uh, where they're where they're dealing with all that stuff. They're separating the wheats from the tares per se. Um, so everything's in a season, but but each season is getting it ready for the next thing. And you know, by the time they've got all that the crops done, then it's time to eat it. Like there, there's the seasons of all these things. So that's how God works. There's grace in the seasons. There's specific um, prophetic power and grace any season we got to learn how to how to discern the seasons how to be in tune with what god's doing so that we can be where he is doing what he's doing and and when we do that we're gonna we're gonna move into destiny we're gonna move into promises at a deeper level jasmine posted a a video by chris valentin on our church family page it's a two-minute clip from a recent sermon he did um, and, and he was preaching on that we're in a Kairos moment. Now, if you've been listening to us, that's what I've been saying. Um, and it's because that's what God's saying. It's what's happening right now. Chris Vallotton was talking about a Kairos moment that we're in. And he was teaching on it. And he said that a Kairos moment is marked by Acceleration. Acceleration. And I'm sure that he went deeper on this because I didn't I didn't listen to the whole sermon, but but he was talking about with acceleration. He was talking about Nehemiah back in the Old Testament, who who was a cupbearer to the king, or I don't know if they called him a king or a I don't know what his title was, but his name was Artaxerxes. However you say that, there's a lot of X's in there, and it was in Persia, um, and so he was he served the king. Uh, he was a trusted man to the king, and it and. Nehemiah got a report because this was during a time when, when most of Israel was actually um, outside of Israel. They were in other lands as captives, um, and, but some people were in, in the promised land, Israel. He heard a report that, um, that the walls of, of Jerusalem were down and there were fires in the land and all kinds of stuff, and it really burdened his heart, and it was like he felt... God's pain for the situation. And so uh, up to that time, Israel's walls had been torn down for 152 years. Israel spent 70 years trying to rebuild that wall with no success. Nehemiah felt God's heart for the situation and he discerned a Kairos moment that God was on something right now. So he, he actually had the audacity to go ask the king if he could send him there and also fund the entire operation that he was going to build that wall. And so it, it said, Chris Valsh was preaching is so good, but, but he was just talking about how it took Nehemiah, what, what took 70 years to do un, or to not even succeed in for Israel. He fully accomplished that entire thing in 52 days by stepping into a kairos moment by stepping into what god was doing what god was, what was on his heart he grabbed a hold of the grace of that moment partnered with god stepped out and took a risk and did something that he didn't even know how to do what he knew, he didn't know how to build walls he knew how to discern kairos seasons okay and so he did this that blows my mind he was able to grab a hold of all these people and and release the vision into their hearts, and they rebuilt that wall. 52 days. They couldn't do it in 70 years. That's amazing. And Chris went on and he was saying that, that when Kairos moments happen, there are times when grace is released to us where things that should take 10 years, according to the experts, the doctors or whoever, would say it should take 10 years that God can do things in an and suddenly moment blows my mind. People getting healed instantly of diseases or whatever that the doctor is saying, it should take you X amount of time. God comes in, speeds it up, releases the breakthrough, Kairos moment. It's a, it's a breakthrough and, and suddenly, all right, we're in a Kairos moment. That's what Chris was saying, using all that to say. We're in a Kairos moment last week. If you didn't hear my message, I'd encourage you to go back and listen because it, because there's a lot of grace in it a lot of power in it i talked about a greek word called uh, katalambano um and and it comes from a derivative lambano and what it means it doesn't mean to lick one's face like carlos said it sounds like in in spanish but but i love that because it it is about pressing in and getting close right and so that's what he saw it's so funny because there's a there's a spanish word that sounds i think it's katalambido is that right yeah, so we all were having a good laugh on that, but he was seeing like Jesus in this and I thought it was amazing. But uh, even it's funny and amazing. Um, but katalambano, it means to, to reach out. It means I need something that I know should be mine. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to seize it. I'm going to apprehend it. I'm going to grab it and take it into custody. Faith isn't just passively allowing something to happen to me. It's stepping in and saying, this is mine. I'm not going to let anything stop me from getting that thing. I'm going to push through all the way. All right. It's, it's like 10 spies saw giants. They saw the promise and they're like, uh, we we have what it takes to apprehend that promised land. It doesn't matter what's between us and that. We can push through this thing even though there might be opposition. We're going to get through it cuz God's with us. He's behind us and he's up there already waiting for us. And we need to we need to go to what he already has given, but we got to get to there first. And so <clears throat> that's katalambano. It's it's that's mine. I'm going to do I'm going to get it. Even if everything around me tells me I can't have it, I can. I'm going for it. All right. We're in a Kairos moment. Takata Lombano, the promises of God. to the vision and the, the destinies of God, the prophetic promises he's given us. As a church, you know, we have a promise. We have a vision that, that we're going to bring heaven to earth and we're going to we're going to reach out and we're going to see this by creating family and, and encountering His presence. We're going to host His presence as a family. We're going to raise up revivalists who are expanding the kingdom of God. And we're going to do these things. God's given us a promise as a church to possess the land that I have given to you as an inheritance. To, to God, He's already given it to us as an inheritance. So to Him, it's finished. It's already done. To us... We got to reach out, we got to push through any opposition until we get a hold of it. We will get there. I believe it because it's going to it's going to take people like you and us who are tenaciously apprehending this thing, and doing it together, going after it. All right. I I I in my spirit I hear a whole bunch of amen's from you right now. I uh, Joe Reeves and I have have started uh, we're, we're kind of in the early stages of organically exploring what it looks like to uh, start developing a, a men's ministry. Just like Jessica and, and some of her close friends have been doing that with the women, we're doing this, and and we just have this vision of of banding the hearts of the men together, and and what does it look like to to find masculinity in and being men of God, the God's mighty men, and and together. That we're going to, what we're going to go after and grow and, and encourage one another and strengthen one another, um, we're going to, we're going to press into the, the vision, the promises God's put on overflow because, you know, it's not just a church mission statement. It's actually God's dream that he's depending on us to see it through. All right. It's his dream. And so we want the women going after the vision and the promises. We want the men going after it. We want all of us together going after it. And everybody's got their unique graces on it. So we gathered together on Friday night on a Zoom session. And there was about somewhere between 14 and 16 people, I think. And and it was a powerful time. And people were sharing their hearts on what God's showing them in this time. What's He showing people about the Kairos moment that we're in? What are we going to... Lombano, what are we reaching after to to get that breakthrough it's amazing to hear everybody's heart and it just increased my confidence level that our church is in success right now because of you guys a church succeeds you know by by vision it succeeds by the leadership but but it can't actually succeed unless everybody's actually putting themselves into it you guys are the ones that make this, this a game changer all right um <clears throat> some common things that I heard the men speak in that just resounded with me is that God's purpose in this Kairos moment for us is is to get deeper in God, pressing into a deeper level of intimate union relationship with Him. And and people are talking about how that's happening in their their hearts and their connection with Him. Um, Another one that goes with that is, is really getting the priorities back in order where the kingdom is first things on God's heart becomes more important than the other things. Uh, And then there's a common sense of, of propelling forward as a church in this time. That's awesome. And then deepening family connection at the home, like deepening that those are some really powerful things that we need to be seeing as a church in this Kairos time. There's a lot of breakthrough that's available to us in Christ as we we can apprehend these things. Now, again, I just want to restate it. Most of the things that God's promised us are probably not going to land on our lap with us doing passive living, just doing our normal. God responds to people who diligently seek Him and He rewards them in that pursuit. I've said this before that... Something I, for me personally, that I feel a, a real grace on to push into, to um to to apprehend more of in my life is is there's there's a few things, but one of them is healing. I I feel a grace to really go after breakthroughs in healing, healing anointing, the gift of healing, um, seeing seeing breakthroughs in that area, and you know healing just like is like anything else with God. You know, it starts at a certain measure but it, and, and it's a free gift, but it takes stewardship and it takes pressing in. It takes katalambanoing to go to deeper levels and, and greater breakthroughs. If Kairos moments can take some what, what should normally take years to get a breakthrough in, but the Kairos moment creates acceleration, you know, I, I want to see, I, I personally want to lay hold of the breakthrough for healing, for an increase of healing anointing. Yes. In this time, I wanna take advantage of that. I wanna push into that and, and I wanna see it for me. I wanna see that grow in my personal life. And as a, you know, as a leader of Overflow Church, I want to see us as a church lay hold. I wanna see us apprehend the more in the area of healing. I believe that God wants to bring an increase of healing anointing and the gifts of healing and miracles in our church, and we've already walked in it at some level. We've already seen plenty of it. Uh, Not nearly what I believe is coming ahead, but we have seen it. I want to say this. For Overflow Church, because of who we are, because of our identity that God's given us as a church, he's given us a a lampstand, an identity, a specific role in the bigger, broader body of Christ. We have a role here. And one piece that, that God has woven into the fabric of our DNA as a church, into our destiny, and as part of our inheritance, is healing and miracles. Amen. All right. I, I really believe that we're going to see more of that on a horizon, we're going to step into more and more and more. And over the years ahead, I believe that we're going to see a propelling. We're going to see, you know, we're, we're going to, it might not be as strong now as we dream, but we're going to push towards it and we're going to see more. We're going to see more. We're going to see more. All right. Um, <clears throat> I, I was mentioning earlier about how God has purposes and seasons. And, you know, we, we want to live our lives being discerners of seasons, um, I've I've walked in pretty strong healing anointings. Um, <clears throat> I've seen the gift of healing flow through my life many many times, and you know it's been it's been stronger in some seasons than others. I, I remember back when I first moved to Bethel in two thousand and nine, I my first two or three years, maybe four one of the, one of my primary focuses, not the whole thing was to really go after healing and healing, healing miracles and, and, and just grow in that anointing in my life. How many of you know that Jesus specializes in healing? (laughs) There is nobody who can, who can touch the, the measure of what Jesus does. He, he is the healer. He is healing himself. Jesus specializes in healing. But I want to say this, that that Jesus didn't aim to specialize in healing as his primary focus. Jesus's main specialization was being really good at doing what he saw his father doing. And if the father was healing, he was healing. If the father was raising the dead, he was raising the dead. If the father was casting out demons, he was casting out demons. If the father was multiplying bread, he was multiplying bread. If the father was loving on somebody's soul, even without the miracle, he was loving on that soul. He was. He spent a lot of his time laying the groundwork of a kingdom culture and training people in the ways of the of the kingdom, doing what he saw his father doing, and so you know we we've been trying to do the best we can even with the the seasons of develop and overflow church i feel like we've already been through several different seasons or phases of development along the way um and and that's in, it's intentional um david king david had what they called the his mighty men david's mighty men and it and in the in first chronicles 12 it actually lists out a whole bunch of his mighty men but some of his mighty men were the sons of Issachar and in first chronicles 12:32 it says the sons of Sis, of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. and it, and then it counts them in, all right as as part of his his census of warriors. but the but the sons of Issachar had a special, grace on them, a special gifting to be able to discern the times and to know what they ought to do as a nation. And, you know, we want to operate from a spirit of wisdom. Uh, We want to walk in the seasons of God. And, you know, we've done the best we can to discern what the Father's doing in the seasons of the overflow church plant and the development of what he's building as a congregation and a family. Um. And, and we've gone after healing sometimes along the way, but we haven't actually made healing a major emphasis before now. Um, and that, But that's been intentional, honestly. Um, uh, you know, it's not because we've lost touch with it. It's not because um, he, he gave and then he took away because I've walked in these things a lot in the past and so have other people on our team and and some still carry it strongly. But um even though, like, like we haven't made it a primary emphasis yet, it's not because it's not important. It's because we're trying to be in tune with the seasons. Because so far, um, we have we've been focusing on laying the foundations of this church plant as a church family, all right, and and in establishing a kingdom culture and the things that we're going to do for the kingdom. We want it to be sprung out from the foundation from the bedrock or from from what supports us underneath we want all those things to come out from that so we've been really intentional about cultivating a culture and cultivating a family and 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 getting the core values of the kingdom culture in us um, and and we're we're I feel like healing is not the, the top priority knowing God is knowing who we are in him is and then from that, We get to know the power, not by striving to get it, but by living it from a natural relationship with God a natural knowing that we are children of the most high God and it's in us already. Okay. Uh, we, We do a class at Overflow every so often called the Elements Course. Many of you have been through the Elements Course and we just finished one people's lives have been getting rocked by it. And what we're doing is we're taking uh, the students through the 13 core values that we have embraced and adopted from Bethel Church. And, and we're, we're trying to give people kind of a, a quick introduction to each one of them, but we're, we're trying to get it cultivated in, in each other as a way to come deeper into the family and the culture we're creating as a church, all right? And so it's been amazing and we're teaching these things in a order, a strategic order on purpose. And one of my favorite ones is God's work, or sorry, is is Jesus empowers supernatural ministry. I love that core value that Jesus empowers supernatural ministry. And and that's that's because who we are is as his children are walking glory houses, all right? <laughs> like If we can come into the understanding of what is in us by Christ living in us, we're going to find out that in the spirit, it's almost like we are nuclear reactors in the spirit. We have that containment in us and it's got to flow out. All right. But here's the deal. We we didn't come in here full charge trying to build a healing ministry from the get go. And the reason is because that is not the most important thing. All right. It's very important. It's not, it's not the core of who we're trying to become as a church. The order of, <clears throat> that we've been taking people through in elements, is actually, it's actually symbolic of what we've been doing as a church. Uh, we, we take them through these core values. God is good. Come on. God is good. The next one is focused on his presence. Because knowing those ones, we, we understand who he is. And how, how accessible he's made himself to us for that relational exchange, that relational, powerful, intimate presence and relationship. I love it. The next core value, salvation creates joyful identity. Because when we find out who we are in Christ... How could you not be full of joy knowing that your daddy is God and he is the essence of joy and he lives in you and he's actually fused you in with him. Your identity is actually the fusion of your spirit with Christ's spirit as sons and daughters of the most high God. Come on, when we know these things, we, we tap into a power that's already our nature in Christ. The next one is responsive to grace because we, we need to know how free and how flowing His grace is and how abounding it is and that He lavishes us, lavishes us with grace that we could not earn on our own ability, but it's the free gift. But that, that gift of grace isn't just to get us forgiven. It's actually to empower us supernaturally giving us divine empowerment to live beyond our human limitations. It's his grace. And the more we understand that grace of God, the more we enter into a supernatural kind of a lifestyle. From that, not from my own strength, I can't self-generate supernatural. I've got to I've got to embrace what's already in me. I've got to receive by faith that salvation by grace that that doesn't just save me from hell. It doesn't just take away my sins. It actually supercharges me to have a divine nature in Christ. That's our identity, but it comes by His grace. Come on. And And then the next core value is creating healthy family, which is what we've really put a lot of emphasis on as a church, is we don't want to just be a church. I, I, I say the word congregation sometimes, but I even use that term hesitantly um, often because it has that connotation of, of well, we're all churchy. Like, well, I'll use that word, but I need you to understand when I use it, I'm actually thinking about the gathering of the saints, coming together, knitting hearts together, having the koinonia fellowship of breaking bread and inner exchange of life on life, spirit on spirit, building one another up. I'm stronger and better because you're in my life. You're stronger and better because I'm in your life. The church community, we want it to be a healthy, healthy family. All right. That's a, that's a core value. The next one is honor affirms value. Whoa, honor affirms value. We gotta gotta have a culture of honor. We need to have a culture that um, I'm not looking about self gain. It's not all about me and and getting my life better, but how can I actually invest myself into honoring other people and putting value on them? I wanna honor people because, uh, because I can actually be God's assistant and helping people discover their identity and their access to his presence and his wholeness and his grace and his love and His the goodness of God, the presence of God. I can be a vessel through honor to help bring people in contact with that God and that and the interaction that he gives me. Honor affirms value. That helps us create a healthy family. Hallelujah. But But in elements, as we're teaching through all these things, we save until after all of that, God's word transforms. God is still speaking, which is the prophetic. Jesus empowers supernatural ministry. The reason we save that is because we don't want people trying to self-generate healing ministries. We don't want people thinking that healing ministry comes from striving and and, and trying to do something on our own strength, trying to figure it out. When we come into... A deep understanding, an experiential understanding of our nature in Christ, that fusion, that union with Him and our sonship, the full embrace, full acceptance of the Father and that He bestows on us all the promises of heaven, not because we've earned them, but because we're His children and it's our inheritance. Come on. So good. From that place of that union, that intimacy with Him, knowing that Whoa, I feel his glory in me right now. Thank you, Lord. This is making him so happy. That from that place, when we minister out, we don't have to try to connect ourselves to something that feels out of reach. It's in us, and we extend it out. It it becomes a lot more of a a natural byproduct of what already is in us, releasing out. Miracles happen. (laughs) Whew. So here we are a year and a half into the overflow church plant. And and I haven't even, I don't even know if I've even done a teaching to the church that's specifically about healing. It was intentional. If we would have come through the gates all about healing, we probably would have drawn some amazing crowds and, and God would have shown up and cool things would have happened, but we wouldn't have had the chance to establish the foundation of the family and of identity and and getting it's it's more important to know who we are than what we can do. All right? And one thing that we've said to people time and time again who are coming into our church, we value you for who you are more than for what you can contribute. And that's God's heart for you. That comes from the Father. I you could hear the Father say this. I value you more for who you are than for what you can contribute. It's that full acceptance. As a matter of fact, God would prefer for your focus on your life to be a better receiver of his goodness than than what can I do for the kingdom, all right? If, if If our main priority focus is, I want to be a good receiver of everything you have for me and enter into that, and uh, focus on that through that that relational connection and, and being good receivers of his love and of his virtues and, and just letting it fill us. Instead of, Lord, I, I need to prioritize ministry, I gotta, gotta go out and do all these things for people. I wanna see all these things happen and start lining up the to-dos and the accomplishments. And but we're focusing on that before this. What in the world do we think we have to give away? We can only give away what we have. And the name of our church is prophetic to this whole thing because we want all those to-dos, those accomplishments, those great breakthroughs, all that stuff that we want to see happen. That's not the priority. The priority is heaven on earth, God filling me with his presence us getting in contact with his love and his presence and his glory, living from that, where it fills us so much that we can't contain it anymore. And it flows out, it overflows. And that's where ministry comes. That's where the the things that God's trying to do, heaven on earth, it comes from the overflow of that, which is already doing itself in, from in to out, from in to out. Then when we live in that posture, we have so much to give away. We're going to see a lot more happen as fruits, not as strived results. Let this stuff churn in you. Cause this is good. David Wagner, I heard recently say he's a prophet and, and he's spoken a lot in this region. Uh, he also is a friend of Bethel. And so, You know, that automatically makes me trust him because if they trust somebody, they're trustworthy. All right. But he said this, he said, people are looking for family and heart connection. They're looking for a safe place. People don't, or he said, people want to live in a house, not in a hospital. (laughs) Now that can talk about physical healing or just brokenness. People, uh, and that's not to say that hospitals are not important, but that's not the, a home that people want to set and reside in. So, and he he's just saying as a church, be a family, make that who you're becoming. And I feel like we as overflow have done a great job of doing that. We're not fully there yet, but we have made some amazing progress. And I, I, I mean, it's if what, if this is what it is now, what's it going to be in a couple of years? Wow. I'm excited about this. But right now, I want you to, I want you to hear this. I feel that as, as we have been faithful to do the best we can to see what the Father's doing, laying those foundations that lead up to where we're at now, I do feel a grace right now that we're entering into a time, a Kairos moment, uh, where we can start laying a hold of healing more intentionally. We're going to go after healing ministry in a few minutes, by the way. Um, we're, we're And I, I want to... I feel like now's a season when we can start cultivating the ground in our church, into the culture of our church, bringing healing into this, because we will not shift away from all that other stuff that we've spent all this time on, the, the identity and the goodness of God and, and all that. We're not shifting away from it into this. No way. That's in it. And that's, that's where it's coming out from. Okay. So we're going to cultivate into what's already happening, healing and miracles. More, more than we have been. It's been there, but um, f- healing has been paid in full by Jesus Christ and it has been given to us freely. But I want to say this, if you want to carry that, that gift and that, that kind of anointing, it is going to cost you something. He gave it for free, but to, but to administrate it, it's going to cost us something. It's what a privilege though. It's worth it. To walk in that gift, it's going to take apprehending it and apprehending more. It's going to take taking risks. It's going to take stewarding it, and sometimes it's going to take being inconvenienced. All right, <laughs> we're tilling for healing. That's what we're doing. We're cultivating the ground. We're tilling for healing. I'm going to ask Seth and Carlos to come over here, and they're going to they're both going to take a couple of minutes and and share with you a. Uh, a healing testimony, just a till healing into our culture right now.
2: He's powerful in this room right now. Yeah, I just want to share some testimonies. Uh, first one that I had is actually so important to me, just from how God can move in crazy ways, especially for the season that we're in now. I used to do a lot of ministry through Skype for uh, Bethel Healing Room Skype, and one of the people that I had call in once, it was this son that was calling in for his mother. And we were praying through Skype and he had her on speakerphone and she was in some other country as well. And so we're like, okay, Lord, this is crazy. We're going through a phone, through Skype, through all these different factors. And she had a tumor. And I just remember praying like, God, you know what? You're amazing. You can go through anything. You're everywhere. I don't have to worry about where my voice is going. You're moving. And so I just began to pray and pray. And I just remember... Uh, she began to say, I, I feel heat. I feel heat. And it was just like warming. And she began to cry. And I was like, what's going on? How are you feeling? She's like, it's shrinking. It's shrinking. And like I could just hear her just being so touched by God and just like almost freaking out over the phone too. Just like, oh, my goodness. It's like it's going away on, and just like bawling and bawling. And uh, I was just like, oh, my goodness, Lord, this is crazy. Like we are praying through Skype, through a speakerphone. There's someone across the world, like, it was blowing my mind on how good God was to just go through all these factors and say, yeah, I'm still going to show up. And I'm not just going to show up. I'm going to show off. Like, I am going to destroy this thing and just leave you completely wrecked. And, like, I just remember both of us, like, she was just bawling. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, God, you're so good. And I just let her stay in that place because it was like God was covering her. And by the time we were done, she couldn't even find it. It was just, it was gone. And uh, <laughs> I was like, God, you are so amazing. Wow. Another time I wanted to share real quick was this other time on Skype where I had this uh, older lady that her hands had been uh, like this. They'd been drawn in, the, whether it was the muscles that were causing it, they didn't quite know. And as we prayed, they just began to release and completely straightened out. And as she did that, she was like, she couldn't stand very well either, and she got up out of her chair and started, like, dancing. <laughs> and I was like, God, this is amazing. <laughs> like, I just want to let you guys know, wherever you're at in the world, God can move, and he can move through technology in powerful ways. Amen. So I think it's amazing to keep that in mind.
0: Yeah. Wow, that was so good. Um, I wanted to share with you guys also um a testimony that was very, like, dear to me as well. And it was also through FaceTime. It was, um. how many of you guys know that there's so much power in the power of testimonies when you share it? And um, so I, I was sharing with my mom this testimony of this lady that had varicose veins. Because um, I know my mom had it. And I told her that while they were praying for this lady, the veins just started disappearing. And so I told my mom, hey, mom, I just want to release this testimony over you. And we're doing FaceTime. And I told my sister, point, point, point the camera at her feet because that's where she had them. And we started praying for them. For I started. I just prayed a quick, simple prayer. I said, "In Jesus' name, close veins just disappeared and just shrink." And we just command healing in this moment. And then I just hear my mom crying, and she's like, "Oh my God, they're go, they're disappearing. They're disappearing." And and as we were seeing in the camera, we were seeing the veins just going into her skin, and they were just like disappearing. So that was just amazing to see, like how much God loves us. That like said said just through technology god could do it i mean he likes to show off <laughs> he likes to show off and i mean yeah i mean my mom was healed of that and um also another testimony i wanted to share with you guys um we had a neighbor that lived upstairs and he was he, he had been such a big blessing to us what we were in reading and um remember that he shared that he had a stroke and it was hard for him to walk and just like to 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 get a job even because of his, you know, physical condition. And it was his birthday. So we ended up cooking food for him and we ended up going up there for with him and, you know, spending his birthday with him. And afterwards we prayed for him. And I, I also was having very difficult time just imagining or like, or just seeing things. Like when I would close my eyes, I couldn't really see anything. And I was just praying, God, open my imagination. I want to start seeing more. And as we started praying for him, I closed my eyes and I started seeing his body and I started seeing the blood of Jesus just flow from head to toe. And as it was flowing, it was just this beautiful bright red just going down his body. And it was going down his body all the way to his toes. And we remember, you know, nothing happened at that moment. But the next day he told us, hey, I'm able to walk and move better. And we saw a huge difference in his body and in his life. And afterwards, he was able to find a job and he was just fine. And he was more, he's a very active person as it is before he was so it was he was even more so. I mean, I was just amazing to see how God just brought healing to somebody that, you know, it was his birthday, so I mean that was an amazing gift. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. So good. Yeah. God is good.
1: Anybody have one, one more quick
0: one, real quick? Oh goodness.
2: So many. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you just my favorite ones are just things that people think would be too small (laughs) I mean we sometimes get into the the mode where it's like it's all these big things like cancer going and you know all these pains that have been forever Uh, but God cares about the little things too like he cares about it all and I can't tell you how many times I've seen someone come in with just like a headache and they're just like yeah I just I just kind of had a headache but they're praying for something completely different and God heals the headache first (laughs) and they're just Weeping because they're like, I've, I've had this all day. And I even think about that being something that was affecting me. And so I just love how God is like, I'm going to get every piece of that. Not just the major things, but the little things. Anything that you may think is little, God's like, no, no, I want you perfect. I want perfection uh, in you and through your health as well. And so I think it's amazing to see. I can't tell you how many times I've seen uh, headaches go. Even it's like toe pain go. <laughs> like just the little things that you think, hmm, yeah, if it's an inconvenience, God doesn't want you to have it. So
1: I just remember that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Thank you. yeah that, that's awesome. Um, testimonies are—they they really can't be um, underrated. They are uh, overrated, I should say. They—I uh, I don't even know if I said that the way I meant it to. Testimonies are more important than what we know. That's what, I, that's what I'm trying to get to there. Um, i'm i'm gonna I'm gonna say just some final thoughts and then we're actually gonna take a few minutes and and release some words of knowledge and some healing ministry before we close this service um, <clears throat> I don't know if it might go a little past than are usually usually we're aiming for noon um, it might go a little past if ministry's flowing but you know if if you're if you're listening in um, and you have needs for healing and stuff I just want to encourage you to to really lean in, to katalambano this moment, to to place a demand on the anointing that's about to start flowing for healing. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if some people have already started receiving healings and you didn't even realize it. So be checking your bodies and and seeing if God's gonna, if he's already started touching you, if he started healing you. Um, Some people might not need healing, but you might want to lay hold of of an impartation for, for more healing, anointing, the healing gifts in your life so that you can see it increase through your life as a ministry. Um, I want to, I'm going to read a passage and I I promise you, I'm not going to start preaching further from this. I just have a couple of thoughts to give you before we close it and and enter into that time. Uh, it's out of Matthew 8. I'm just going to read verses five through 13. Jesus, you read through the gospels and everywhere he's going, people are getting healed. It says, now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. I want you to repeat this after me. I will come. Jesus, hearing the need, immediate response, I will come. That's, I just want to stop on that for a moment. I will come. That's how Jesus feels about you. There's a need. I will come. He says, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having so- having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go. And he goes and to another, come. And he comes and to my servant, do this. And he does it. He had faith that Jesus had so much power that, and this was the first person who ever even reached out and caught a Jesus in this way. He initiated this concept that Jesus could just speak it with, with time and distance, or di- distance separating him, he could speak the word and it would happen. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled. Have you ever thought about Jesus marveling over you? And he said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But he, but the sons of the kingdom will cast out their outer gar- out, He will cast out, sorry. <laughs> but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be la- uh, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. I want you to repeat this after me again. I will come. You know, there, there are people that, that we may look up to that, that we know that, that there's a blessing with them and stuff. And, you know, a lot of the people that we look up to, they might be too busy to come. And that's not anything bad on them. People are just busy and, and everything. But But you know what? Jesus, the supreme one, he 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 makes people his agenda and he lays down what he's doing to and and initiates i will come and i just want you to hear this i really feel a grace on those words that that jesus wants you to know he will come all right that story goes on you know and the centurion actually has him not come and so that almost sounds counteractive to the message I want you to hear that Jesus's heart is, I will come. Now, the thing that made this story amazing was that he didn't need Jesus' physical body there to touch the, to touch the servant. I want to, I want to propose this thought to you that even though Jesus didn't go into his house, he still came. (laughs) He still came. And, and There's power in the word, the word of releasing that. And we're going to be speaking words. We can't come to your house right now or wherever you are to release healing, but we can speak the word and God can send healing to you. But guess what? Even if we can't come there, Jesus says, I will come. And I want you to know that Jesus has come to you and he wants to encounter you. He wants you to encounter the healer today. So this morning, I was praying before the team got here and I felt his presence come on me really strong. I felt an anointing come on me. And Jesus told me this and I, I felt that like crying. He said, he said, thank you for letting me minister this way today. This is so personal to him. He wants this ministry time. All right. Yesterday, I posted something on Facebook saying that we're going to go after healing today. And my friend, Celita Everett uh, from Bethel saw it. And she said, when I heard you say uh, there's a grace for healing, I heard the words. And she gave me some words of knowledge. I'm going to release these to you right now. And I'm going to invite um, these guys, if they've got words of knowledge, to release some words of knowledge over this camera in a a moment, but I want to release these ones from Selita, who walks in an amazing healing anointing. She said, I heard the word wrist. So if anybody has, uh, you need a healing in your wrist, receive that. She said, I heard elbow. If anybody needs a healing in your elbow, let Jesus come. He wants to come to you. It's so personal to him. He wants to be with you right now and touch you. Right arm, If you you need a healing in your right arm, receive that. A broken heart, she said. Some kind of hurt or disappointment. Jesus is the healer. He wants to heal you where you're at. I'm going to, if this goes a little past 12, you know, do what you do. You already do anyway. But like... But if you want to, if you feel like you want to really press into receiving some healing for, uh, just for a few minutes, I'm going to ask these guys if they have any words of knowledge to come up here and start releasing them. And I believe that Jesus will come. All right. I, I may release some as well if I get them. So you got one. Yeah. I want you guys to go ahead and get positioned. So it's quick access over here.
0: Yeah. Um, so I got a couple, um, I don't know if this might make sense. Maybe if, if it makes sense to you, just grab it and, you know, just claim it as your own. Um, I got the day in March, March 13. If that's significant to you, I felt like God was saying um, that he's going to bring wholeness specifically in the heart. So, yeah, for March 13, or, if you know, if you need also in any body healing any, any, in any part of your body, just, you know, we declare healing for you in this moment. And I also saw this um frog bib for a baby. And I was just feeling like for that, like, you know, just healing in general. Like, so all these words I'm, I'm saying, I just feel like they come with healing involved. So, Lord, we just release healing for anybody that that may mean something, a frog bib. Um, I saw also flexibility in the knees. So, like, I if you had any pain in your knees, I just, you know, I see healing in the knees and also um um i saw this street name either central hall or C- cathedral hall street and i feel that this person if that means anything to you feel that like this there's this person praying for their dad for healing so we just release that right now healing if that means anything to somebody amen and also praying for mobility for the shoulder so if anybody needs full healing for the shoulder and full mobility, we just release it in this moment. So yeah, Lord, we just thank you for the healing. Just please let us know if if something's happening right now. Feel free to share on Facebook, because i that'll encourage us. And just we thank you, God, in Jesus' name.
2: It's so good. That's so funny. I actually had a few of the ones that you said, which I love. Uh, like the knee. And then the shoulders as well. Um, I just want to say, y'all, if any of this is making sense, what Carlos just said, anything that I say, comment. Let us know if you're feeling anything, anything's changing, or if it just made sense in general. We want to know how this is connecting with you. Um, Yeah, just to be encouraging as well. Uh, Like I said, I had those ones as well. I also felt uh, anything to do with the head, neck, or into the trap area, into the, the shoulders here. I know Kaylee spoke earlier about that testimony, but I wanted to touch on that because it popped in my head again. So does anyone that's been having tension through the neck and into the shoulders, I just command that to loosen right now in Jesus' name. Anything that is causing pressure on the back of the head, uh, moving around to the sides of the head, let that loosen in Jesus' name as well. Um, Anything that's causing vision impairment, uh, even if it's just glasses, (laughs) let's just say complete healing in Jesus' name. Over vision, uh, any pain in the eyes as well, itchiness, wateriness, uh, allergies uh, from any of that as well. I say complete healing over that right now. Uh, anything to do with the spine, specifically in the thoracic area and the lower lumbar, which is right on the low back, uh, complete healing and loosening of the muscles as well, over to even the uh, hip flexor area on those sides. Let that loosen right now in Jesus' name. And anything that might be causing uh, sciatic pain down the legs. I just feel that as well. Just that I'd be loosened and complete release of pain. Uh, nothing be pained there in Jesus' name. Uh, also, anything with those legs as well. That uh, any legs would come into alignment right now with the length. That there would be no extra pressure on one side, causing any of the sciatica down that side there. Um, that's good. I also wanted to pray for anyone that might be having uh, nightmares or anything within the nighttime that's causing insomnia or lack of sleep, even if it's just anxieties, uh, I just command that all to go right now in Jesus' name. Completely lift off uh, to remove anything that might be coming against you in your sleep, in your dream time, uh, or even in your heart that's causing anxieties or depression as well. I just break that off in Jesus' name. Come on. All right, guys. So <clears throat> I just wanted to share a, a quick testimony when Jesse was like, some of you, I'm believing that some of you may have even been healed and not even know it yet. I was like, huh, <clears throat> I've had this pain in my toe for like the last week, week and a half. It's like, I don't know if I stepped on glass or something, but it's like every step that I take, it's been bothering me. Uh, And it's completely gone. (laughs) It feels great. So I'm super excited about that and just wanted to release a little faith-building testimony to you. And I'll just release that to anyone who's having any pain in their feet, uh, any pain when they walk, that uh, Jesus, we just ask that you would uh, take that away right now. And we just command that to go. And I would thank you for healing uh, in all forms and fashions. That's it.
1: Come on. And I'm... I, it's hard for me to stay in tune with the comments as we're speaking and stuff, but just kind of taking a quick look at this and, uh, ha um, it was Salita David or Celita Everett uh, posted on here and said, uh, she said, ha ha, I was about to say toe. So I think she was getting that word on that. Oh, she's watching. That's amazing. Salita. Um, and then, uh, Heather Neal said that everything that Seth was, uh, was saying is applying to Cameron. And her, so we do release that on you guys right now in Jesus' name. Um, thank you, Lord, that these words of knowledge are are working, Lord. And uh, <laughs> um, Barbara feels the warmth and sensation happening right now as she is pulling on it for her knee and shoulder. Julie Sparks. Uh, wrist. Come on. Lord, heal these heal these things in Jesus' name, God. And in, in Jesus' name. I don't know if I'm seeing everything because I'm not sure how's how the comments are pulling in here, but God, we just say more. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to fall on every single person right now and let us all, every one of us, feel your presence, your power, your anointing pour on us. I pray for healings. I pray for pain to be healed. Um, I pray for anything that's out of alignment to align in Jesus' name, sickness or disease to be bound and to cast out and to leave in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We just release healing to everybody that needs it. God, show us, Lord. Show us your goodness, God. Let everybody know that you love them individually, God, that you love them so much that you'd say, I will come. And you're with us, Lord God. Touch us, Lord God. Even if people don't need healing, Lord, let us just encounter you. And I pray that you'll let the, the healing virtue, the anointing of God, fill us more and increase the power for healing in our lives. In Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. Um, I, I want to ask you if you, if, if you received any measure of healing, you know, 25% hundred percent, whatever it be. If you could either comment or send us messages to let us know so that we can celebrate God and, and share with others to stir that faith for more, uh, put it on the comments. We need to see these things. Um, but we, we just want to keep cultivating the more on these things. Um, yeah. And we're gonna, we're gonna end now and, but we're going to open up the zoom prayer teams. If anybody needs healing, and you want somebody to pray for you, you can join the Zoom meeting or Zoom session. And I'm going to put the information on there in just a moment for you to know how to do that. Um, but, but receive prayer for healing. If you need prayer for any other kind of a breakthrough, you know, Jesus said, I will come. And he wants to use our, our prayer team to pray for you as well. So God bless you guys. We love you so much. Don't forget next Sunday, Steve Backlin is joining us and it's going to be a dynamic time. I can't wait to see what God's going to release through Steve and just receive that love from him. So God bless you. And we'll be, we'll be seeing you guys in the near future. Bye.